Hello. Hello. Hi guys. I am currently in Breckenridge, Colorado, and we're trying something a little different today. So I do not have my usual recording studio-esque setup. Today I am sitting in the Alpine Gardens in Breckenridge. I am on day six of the Colorado Trail. I started, what's today? Today's Thursday. I started last Saturday. So six full days of hiking. This is what we're working with. We're doing our best. And the podcast is, of course, my favorite piece of content every week. So I definitely wanted to keep it up from the trail. And Breckenridge was the best place to do it. I was not expecting to be walking a full 8 to 11, 12 hours a day like I currently am, which is why I am now in Breckenridge after having a margarita, (laughs) and I'm finally ready to record the podcast. So what's going on, y'all? It is so lovely to be here with you again. I'm sorry about the audio quality. Again, not in my usual studio, not in the Prius. We're not in a park. We are in the Alpine Gardens in Breckenridge. So how the hell did I get here? (laughs) Well, I walked from Denver to Breckenridge over the last five days, five and a half, I guess. So Breckenridge is at mile 104, 105 of the Colorado Trail. I have talked about the Colorado Trail on previous episodes. I've also posted some vlogs, some TikToks. There's a lot of content out there from me about it. Essentially, I am walking 500 miles through the mountains from Denver to Durango. And I'm having a blast. So the reason I decided to do the Colorado Trail, I wanted to cleanse my soul of corporate America I wanted to get some clarity. I have been avoiding a lot of feelings. There have been a lot of things I've been avoiding over the last two years. Um, Interestingly enough, today is the two-year anniversary of me breaking up with my college ex-boyfriend. Woo! (laughs) Can you get someone a cake for their breakup anniversary? Because if you can, I feel like I deserve one. The past two years have been completely transformational. I have been doing a lot of thinking while I'm out here on the trail, which we will get into. Okay. So don't get too excited yet. All right. So we started in Waterton Canyon in Denver last Saturday morning. We had an utterly disastrous travel adventure to get here. I was supposed to fly in on Thursday night with my friend Alex and then our flight got delayed 20 hours so it got delayed until Friday afternoon. TSA also went home so the Durango airport's very small and we left to get dinner when our flight got delayed four hours and we came back at 8 45 for a 10 p.m. flight and TSA went home. So we couldn't get back to our gate, which I, I'm from Phoenix. So I'm used to flying to Sky Harbor. I'm also from LA. So I'm used to flying out of LAX. So I didn't know that TSA had the option to just like go home whenever they wanted. Okay. So Alex and I, the problem solvers that we are, we decide, oh, we'll just take the Prius up to Denver. So I call my friend's family who my Prius my Prius is living in their driveway for the month. And the dad took my keys backpacking that night. 
so we couldn't take my car. Alex lives in a school bus, so we couldn't really take her bus to Denver. There's nowhere to put it. So we ended up renting the very last rental car from Avis, and we drove overnight from Durango to Denver, which honestly, a far worse way to travel between the two cities than walking, I will say. So we drove overnight, we get to Boulder at like 7 a.m. the next morning. We spend all day preparing for the trail, getting our groceries, packing our bags, doing final gear checks, all of the things that you need to do to prepare for a 500 mile backpacking trip. And then we hiked the second flat iron in Boulder. So I got Callie, Zach, Zach got someone to guide us. And then Alex and I, and we hiked the second flat iron, which was super cool. And then next day, bright and early, went to Waterton Canyon. And that is what I've been doing for the last six days is just walking like 20 miles a day. It has been the most insane six days, maybe of my entire life, the most physically suffering days is that a is that a proper way to say that physically suffery suffery six days frankly I have never covered a hundred miles in a week in my entire life (laughs) 20 miles a day is a lot it's a lot to cover we are spending again eight to ten hours a day walking and if this were an easy trail that's one thing however we are also climbing like 3,000 feet a day as well as descending 3,000 feet a day with a 30 pound pack on our bags it is it's very much giving go right games am i right (laughs) so we have met a lot of really interesting people along the way If you have been paying attention to any of my social media, you have probably been introduced to the character Chicken. His name's Cody. We met Cody around mile six or seven of the Colorado Trail, and we were so fully blown away by his sheer blissful ignorance. I have a note on my phone of all the things that Cody (laughs) does not have. (laughs) So first of all, He's a highly impressive athlete. He's like a 235 marathoner. He was at Boston this year, placed in the top 500, which it's the Boston freaking marathon. That's amazing. He's a stud athlete. He's like 21. So we meet Cody and Cody, we we start to dive into what Cody's deal is, right? So Cody tells us he has no rain gear. Cody has no bear bag. You need a bear bag on the Colorado Trail. There are bears. There are moose. There are lots and lots of critters, as Cody sure found out. Cody did not have an SOS device or any kind of emergency in reach anything. When we asked him, what would you do in emergency? He said, I would use my phone. The irony here is we have not had phone service almost the entire trail, so Cody would die, I guess. Um, Cody was wearing road shoes. Cody does not own trail runners. Cody does not own hiking boots. Cody was wearing road ultras. He had on his split shorts. He had on his little t-shirt. And he was frankly just unbothered. He was dry scooping oatmeal and protein powder. That's the majority of his calories for the next week. We just found out today. We found him on Instagram. He is currently in Leadville, which is about 45 miles ahead of us. So in the last three or four days, Cody has put on 40 miles over us, which is just, it's tremendous, really. So we meet Cody, and that first night, I find a really nice camping spot about 19.7 miles into the trail, and it is on a slab of rock. So we set up 
our sleeping pads and we decide to cowboy camp. I am a big fan of cowboy camping. If you've never cowboy camped, all that means is you are sleeping underneath the stars without a tent. It is so incredibly freeing. There were no mosquitoes. It was perfect weather. There was no rain. It was just amazing. Full moon did end up waking me up, but whatever. So we're talking to Cody and Cody says, no, I don't have a bear bag. And I brought deodorant scented trash bags because I thought that that would cancel out the smell of food, which isn't really how the olfactory sense works, especially in animals that love the smell of anything sweet. So Cody told us that he put all of his food in a Ziploc bag, which he was putting inside of a dry bag. So that evening, Alex and I tie up our bear bags to a tree and Cody puts his little Ziploc bag on the rock far away from him. I wake up at 2.30 in the morning because I had to pee and the moon was very bright and in my eyes. And across the three of us, not even 20 yards, I see a fox and I wake them up. I'm like, oh shit, you guys, I just saw a fox. <laughs> Cody gets up, he goes to his food and he comes back. He's like, you guys, a fox stole like a third of my food. They took all of his tortillas. They started eating his Gatorade protein bars. He lost some of his beef jerky. He lost, he lost a lot of calories that I think would have been big for him considering he was dry scooping oats and protein powder. So we, (laughs) my unprepared king, this is why we named him chicken, by the way. If you've ever seen the movie Surf's Up, there's that character, Chicken Joe, and he's a total chiller, right? Like not a single fuck given about anything. That was Cody. The first night on the Colorado Trail was Cody's first night camping, like ever, in his entire life. He's from St. Louis, Missouri. It was his first night camping. No bear bag, no rain gear, just vibes, really. Just completely unbothered, blissful ignorance, my absolute king. So he loses a third of his food, and then the next day we have a long, dry carry. So we had to hike about eight miles first thing in the morning with no water. We get to the fire station, and we'd been cruising. Like, we covered those eight miles pretty dang quickly and we're sitting at the fire station eating our breakfast and just preparing for the day and Cody gets really antsy and he's like you guys I gotta go like okay yeah go for it we have not seen Cody yet this entire trip we only just found out of course that he got to Leadville from his Instagram he is covering probably at least a 50k a day he has no trail legs he's a road runner it just everything about this man is just pure athlete pure instinct He is a total crusher and it impresses me. So that was our first character that we met on the trail. We have also found ourselves in a bubble of maybe eight to 10 other through hikers. So there aren't nearly as many other hikers on this trail as I was expecting. I thought there would be a lot more people, especially more young people. We have found ourselves in a group of people. So there's Rhodey. There is Moana, who's been renamed Starbucks. There is Spices. And then, what is the last guy's trail name? So, another really interesting thing about through hiking is that you receive a trail name one way or another on the trail. You do something stupid, and you get a nickname for it. And let me tell you, I have gotten my trail name, and it is phenomenal. 
So, on the second day, Alex and I were walking, and we ran into a group of three. So, it was a duo of two dudes with a third stray woman. So, we're talking to them, we're asking where they're from, and the girl goes, I'm from Utah. And I say, oh, cool, I'm from Arizona, where are you from? And she says, oh, I'm from this really small town, it's called Kanab. I'm like, I know Kanab, you guys have the coolest 7-Eleven ever, let me, let me get you a pick. I go into my photos to December 2019. In December 2019, I was a senior in college and I somehow convinced my ex-boyfriend to come with me on a 10-day Prius camping road trip through southern Utah. Southern Utah is freezing, by the way, in the winter. It is not, it's not like the warm tropical desert (laughs) paradise that is Phoenix in the winter. So Zach and I go north and we go through Kanab and we go through Kanab and it's beautiful. It's red rocks. It's incredible, right? And there's the 7-Eleven and it has an Adobe exterior. It's giving Southwest, like for sure. It is not like your typical gas station 7-Eleven. This is a work of art, okay? So I took a picture and I sent it to my dad. My dad loves 7-Eleven more than anyone I've ever met in my entire life. So a little bit about me. I talked about my religious background a couple episodes ago. So I grew up like half Catholic, half Buddhist. So the half Catholic part of me was being bribed into going to church with Slurpees. My dad used to say, if you behave, we can get Slurpees after mass. And that is pretty much the basis of my entire religious background. I grew up thinking that Slurpees and Jesus were very heavily correlated. Like instead of the wine as the blood of Christ, it is a 7-Eleven cherry Slurpee. So I sent my dad a pic. My dad was like, oh my God, I've been there. You know, it's the best 7-Eleven ever, which is the baseline of why I have this picture. Okay. I'm not a total weirdo. I have, I have a deep spiritual connection to 7-Eleven. So I show the girl and she cracks up. She thinks it's a, she thinks it's so funny. She thinks it's hilarious. She's like, oh my God, that's hilarious. I love it. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, haha, yeah. Like, I just think it's a cool 7-Eleven. So then the next day, a grueling, like 20 miles later, you know, the girl catches up to us and she sees me and she says, oh my God, 7-Eleven. How's it going? I was like, fuck, did I just get named? is my name now 7-Eleven? And then we talked about it a little bit, Alex and I and Mel. And yeah, that is now my name. My full trail name is 7-Eleven. I go by seven for short. I can't go by 11 for obvious Stranger Things reasons. Uh, I think seven's kind of cute. I was hoping for something like a little cuter, but I will say that there is a lot of deep spiritual, emotional connection for me with this 7-Eleven. So when I called my dad today and told him he was a very proud father, he said, wow, you've come so full circle to being named (laughs) 7-Eleven. So that is the story of how I got my trail name. My name is Seven. The funny thing about trail names is it's all people call you. So it's been interesting being in this little bubble. We only just exchanged social medias today. And they're all like, oh, your name's actually Mac. Like, yeah, like it's a cool name. Thanks. Seven, seven's cool too, though. You know, 7-Eleven. That was day three of the Colorado Trail that I received my trail name. The next two days were kind of a blur. Days 
Day two was definitely my worst day. I came in from that 20 mile day miserable. I was thinking about how I have an extended timeline. So I am officially flying to Hawaii August 16th. I will be there until September 15th, which means I need to get myself to LA by the 16th. My original timeline for the trail was to be done by the 11th, I believe, which means covering 20 plus miles a day, which so far we've been averaging 20 or so. That's accounting for three zeros. So a zero day is when you go into a town and you don't hike for the day. Today we took a Nero. We hiked five miles to get into Breck. So we covered 20 miles a day for five days and then the five today to get here. We have about 40 miles. I think it's 40 exactly until we get into the town of Leadville. Leadville is one of my favorite places on earth. I think it's the coolest. I am super excited to go through Leadville and do a little resupply there. But I think I'm getting stronger. I think the 20 miles are getting easier. Yesterday we covered 22 and a half and that felt terrible. I'm not going to lie to you. It fucking sucked. But you kind of reach a threshold where it, it all feels awful and it's just like, well, what more could this be? Like you hit maybe like six hours of walking with a heavy pack and then a long descent and you're like, well, this is miserable, but nothing else I can do but walk for another four to five hours. <laughs> So that's been what my days have been like. It's been six hours of like fun walking and then four hours or so of terrible walking where I'm hating everything. My biggest limiting factor so far is my feet. That is actually one of my main reasons for wanting to do a long through hike. I haven't really talked about this on the podcast yet, but I am signed up for the Havilene 100 in October. So that will be my first 100 miler. And I have found that in all of my ultra events, my limiting factor truly has been my feet. My feet get so, I don't know if I have like really weak tendons or what, but they get so mad and they hurt so bad. And life is not good when your feet are hurting. So that has been my limiting factor. So my main driver for doing this yes my feet hurt but that's the point like I want them to get a lot stronger so covering 20 miles a day great 100 miler training great mental toughness training but really great tendon strengthening that is how I'm choosing to view this trail I'm hoping that by the time the 100 miler rolls around I will be in really great 100 miler shape who knows I might also do an off-road triathlon in September Who's to say, really? You guys, you know me. I'm last minute. I sign up for things. I might do the Spartan Ultra in Hawaii. Who, who's, who is to say, right? That's kind of where my headspace is. I also think that I am getting a lot of time and space to process a lot of things that I have been avoiding for a long time. I know this about myself. I jump from activity to activity to distract myself. I am a very sensitive person. I've talked about this on previous episodes, uh, namely the one where I was like, I can't do hookup culture because I'm too sensitive. It's, it's not a lie. <laughs> I'm a deeply sensitive person. I have a Scorpio moon, okay? I feel very deeply and I cry a lot. So something that has been really special about getting all this time to walk and think is just there's simply no distractions besides mental dissociation which is an option when you're in a lot of pain you can just choose to think about nothing and kind of meditate I have been choosing to use this time to think a lot about healing and about the person I want to become I talked about this previously as well but I think self-improvement is a trap I do think however that we all have 
wounds, right? We all have little micro traumas or maybe even capital T big traumas that we are doing our best to recover from and survive in. Personally, I have a lot of deep childhood wounds surrounding achievement. Uh, I'm an Enneagram 3, also known as the Achiever, which means I base a lot of my self-worth on achievement and threes tend to be very image conscious when they're unhealthy. That probably tracks a lot for somebody who has a large social media following. And I wouldn't say my social media is like highly curated or anything, but obviously you're choosing to show somewhat of your best face through your social media. I mean, I choose to show you guys that I'm just an absolute mess, <laughs> which isn't for everybody. It takes a lot. Um, <laughs> I think that I would rather follow somebody who's just an actual mess because there's no human who's perfect. But regardless, we're, we're losing, we're losing our, <laughs> our original point here. The point is I'm having a lot of time to think about myself and my future I've talked about my leave of absence quite a bit. I truly needed this leave of absence just to get some space from the day-to-day monotony of my life. I don't feel like I'm cut out for corporate America in the traditional nine-to-five sense. I feel bored when I'm in one place. I require a lot of change, a lot of stimulus, but I do think that there is a period of your life for stability, and I think that to learn and grow, sometimes you do need to be in one place. And that is why I sold the van and moved in with my friend and spent a very intentional eight months just in one place, firmly rooted in the ground and built my community up. When I was living in the van at first, I was not on the road. I was working full time. I didn't have full freedom the way that I do now living in the Prius. And I can now with almost 100% certainty say that living in a car and traveling full-time is not for me which is funny because I think when people think of van life that's I I have a positive association with like myself being a part of the van life community and traveling and being a nomad however this trip has really made me realize how much I love and miss Los Angeles which is not at all the outcome that I thought I would have from these three months I spent the first month of my leave of absence on the road and traveling around for races and moving from place to place, uh, jumping around a lot and not being close to my community, spending a lot of deep alone time uh, with periods of closeness with people, but mostly alone, lots of weeks just by myself. So then coming on the trail, I knew I was probably going to have a lot of alone time and I was going to have a lot of time to consider my life and the things going on and I've definitely even granted that but I'm realizing I miss my people I miss my best friends I miss the community that I built I miss the stability I don't think I'm going to go back to my job in a full-time sense the director of my lab actually already kind of offered me a part-time position so I'm thinking I'll probably go back part-time and then life coach and do social media on the side. Again, none of this is 100% certain. I still have three weeks left on the Colorado Trail to figure out what I really want. But right now it's kind of looking like I'm going to be going back to Los Angeles, which is not at all what I thought would happen. But I think that's kind of the beauty of giving yourself space and allowing yourself the time and grace to process these things. I definitely would have regarded myself as 
highly independent, almost to the point of toxicity, truly. I believed that I didn't really need anybody else and that community was overrated. And when I moved to California, I was in a very toxic, single, self-improvement, blah, 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 mind space. And I'm realizing that it's okay to love people. It's okay to be loved. I felt so incredibly loved when I turned my phone on after three days without service and my best friends had texted me to check in and see what was going on. I'm going to Hawaii with Tess for a month. I just, I feel so grateful that this is the life that I have and I've been so, so intentional with the people that I choose to spend time with. I I do not have friends in my life that I would regard as toxic I think that has been a byproduct of becoming more secure with myself that I have created this community of people who just lift each other up. (laughs) I can honestly say that I don't think any of my friends have ever said anything to put me down. Definitely not intentionally. (laughs) If anything, maybe like a miscommunication, but truly I I believe that my friends have my back and I feel so loved and honored that I can say that and that this is my life and I get to have the independence to go and hike the Colorado Trail, but also deeply miss my friends and my family. Oh my god, that was so sappy. That was so cute. I, they probably won't hear this, but I'm beyond grateful for the little community I built in California. The Colorado Trail is definitely eye-opening. I didn't realize I could suffer this much. I did not know that I could walk for 20 miles a day and be okay. I will say right now, Other than the feet, the biggest issue has been calories. I generally have a high caloric need just from running and muscle mass, but I am so sleepy. (laughs) Basically every day around the middle of the day, I'm exhausted. I feel like I could literally close my eyes and sleep on the side of the trail. And I have. (laughs) I have taken trail naps in the last couple days. My friend Alex is feeling much better than me. I don't know if she's like eating more or if she has a different thing going on, but I truly am super tired by midday and then I'm fighting through a lot of fatigue through the second half of the day. I texted Corinna, my dietitian today, to try and figure out what I could do to alleviate that. I know I probably need to be eating like 3,500 calories, if not more than that, to sustain the hiking and climbing and walking with a heavy pack when you're a little person with a little frame. This experience has been also the mentally most challenging experience I've ever had. There hasn't been a moment where I've considered quitting. I have considered dialing back the mileage, but right now I'm doing my best to stay in the present moment and focus on the end result of each day. Through hiking is kind of the best part of ultra running and also the worst part of ultra running. So the best part is having a concrete task and purpose each day. Every day I wake up and I say, okay, here's the campsite I need to get to and I'm going to dedicate all of my energy and effort into that. I do not think about what I'm going to feel like 300 miles from now. I do not think about the next day. I am doing my best to stay in the present moment and embrace the pain that I'm in because I know that it is mentally extremely rewarding. I have a belief that all of these really hard physical efforts I'm doing are great mental training. I don't know what the fuck I'm mentally training for, but I know I am. 
And it's really powerful to have this experience in my toolbox of, well, I hiked 500 miles from Denver to Durango when it was 100 degrees and I was starving and tired and my feet hurt really bad. So I can do this, you know, maybe it's for the 100 miler. Maybe it's for more of a long term purpose than that. But I definitely feel like I am learning something every day on the trail and I'm proud of myself for hanging tough and staying really positive. I've had one hard day in the last six days. Most of the other days have been getting myself to camp and then basically eating and reading and forgetting the day and going straight to sleep. I am having a really good time. I'm meeting a lot of really interesting people. I'm learning a lot about myself. I'm getting to spend deep, connected time with nature. And it's been probably the greatest gift I have given myself so far. And I'm only one week in. I am one week in. Uh, Who knows what could happen in the next three weeks? I know a lot of people have gotten off the trail because of Giardia or other uncontrollables. If I got Giardia, yeah, I would would get off the trail because, you know, I don't want to die. I am looking forward to the next three weeks. I am curious to see what happens because this past week has been so eventful. And there's so many stories. Like, I didn't even get to cover a fraction of what has been happening on this trail It has been a blessing, and I'm really joyful that I decided to do this experience. And I feel so lucky that I get to just hang out in the mountains all day. And it's opening my eyes to a lot of things that I want and I deserve, and I'm just really excited. So thank you for listening to my little spiel about the Colorado Trail. I was a little nervous about through hiking just because of all the unknowns but honestly the second I stepped on the trail I felt a lot more comfortable I felt prepared I felt like there's never been a moment where I thought I can't do this even when my pack was its heaviest even when my feet hurt the most I've always had this very optimistic energy of I'm going to get stronger and it's going to get easier and things are going to flow you know And that always happens. If you talk to any PCT hiker, they always cover way more mileage at the end of the trail than they did at the beginning. Like if someone's covering eight miles in the beginning, they'll be covering a marathon or more by the end. A really great book rec is Wild by Cheryl Strayed. I highly enjoyed it. It was actually something that first got me interested in backpacking. And then to find myself now through hiking the Colorado Trail and then potentially with plans to hike the PCT next year because I love the idea of having a task to complete (laughs) every single day. It's fairly addictive. It is a great book rack and you should read it and maybe find your own inspiration for through hiking. The thing I'm most excited about moving forward in the trail is definitely the Collegiate West portion of the trail and the San Juans. I have spent a good amount of time around Telluride, which is part of the San Juans, but I've never gotten to see around Silverton and more around uh, Ure. I'm really, really excited to jump more into that portion of the trail, and I'm just so happy, honestly. It feels like it feels like such a badass superpower to be like, yeah, I walked 100 miles to get here. I've got this huge pack with me. I've got my grocery bag. I am walking around Breckenridge and everyone's staring at us. And it's like, yeah, you know what? We are freaking superheroes. We walked 100 miles to get here. So the little ego boost is nice. But I think it's also confidence comes from doing as well as just blind confidence. I always say fake it till you make it. But (laughs) 
for me, my entire life, confidence has been gained by doing and completing things, which again, very three of me, I'm aware, but (laughs) it feels good to have the knowledge that I can just suffer, put my head down and walk for eight to 10 miles. And it's a really beautiful thing. Looking forward, I am going to be slack packing the next section. I'm going to be slack packing segment seven. We have a 3000 foot climb out of Breckenridge tomorrow. Everyone else is going forward with their full packs. A lot of people do slack pack, so I'm not really sure if it's like the logistics or what that's keeping people from doing that. My friend Callie is going to come down to Breckenridge and we are going to slack pack segment seven together. And I'm really, really excited because it's going to be beautiful. I love a long climb. It would be fun to run down. I'm not sure if I'll be able to with my weird gear setup. I don't really have a running pack. But I'm really excited to climb along uphill and then descend down without 30 pounds on my back. Oh my god. And kind of let my body recover. I took a Nero today. Definitely still doing a lot of walking, but letting my body recover. Trying to get as many calories as I can today. Truly, it has been a very long week of not eating enough calories. I'm definitely in a deficit. I'm sitting here right now. I've been talking for 30 minutes after eating dinner and I'm hungry again. Which shouldn't surprise anybody. I'm going to go get myself a pizza and I'm going to go think about tomorrow and I am going to go to bed and I'm going to edit vlogs. I'm going to post them and there's going to be lots and lots of content for you guys. And I'm just so excited about the next three weeks. So I'm going to wrap up this episode with that final closing note. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope you got to enjoy my slightly tipsy thoughts about the trail so far, the first hundred miles. Oh my God. What a big moment. Um, I'm just proud. I'm proud. I'm happy. I'm proud. And I feel like my life has a lot of purpose right now and I'm getting so much clarity. I have had a lot of emotional moments, but in general, it's been, it's been really transformational for me so far. If you enjoyed the pod, as always, share it with your sexiest friend, share it with your mom, tell her I love her. I hope you have an amazing day. I hope you do something that scares you. You can follow the pod on Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram. You can follow me on TikTok, YouTube, whatever. I don't really care. I'm going to make content. People see it. They see it. If they don't, they don't. I hope that you find a way to enjoy your gremlin girl summer, your gremlin guy summer. We're inclusive on this pod. Gremlin they summer. I love all of you. And I hope that you have an amazing day. Okay, I'm going to go edit this now. Okay, bye. I'm going to go sleep in my hostel. Love you.